If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and if I sound a little hungover, it's because Halloween was a couple days ago and I'm still recovering. Your 30s are no joke, fam. Enjoy being able to drink two glasses of white wine without waking up the next day regretting every decision you've ever made. Despite my bedridden status, though, the show must go on. Please enjoy this hair of the dog responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found a couple of guys painting caricatures on the Venice boardwalk to join me on the air today, and they are... <laughs> I kind of like that intro, actually. <laughs> I do Ryan, like that uh, one. <laughs> Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And our guests today are an alternative pop band hailing from Toronto. They formed accidentally when a local studio double-booked them, and they've been on a meteoric rise ever since. Since 2016, they've amassed a full-length album and three EPs, the most recent of which is our topic for the day. They've joined the likes of Lennon Stella and the band Camino on sold-out tours across North America and even picked up a 2020 Juno Award nomination for Breakthrough Artist of the Year. You may know them by their sticky hooks, adventurous songwriting, and seamless evocation of moods that gives our own hashtag mood game a run for its money. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome the band Valley to the pod. Woo! Hey! What up? Hello! Thank you for Hello. having us. Of course. <laughs> Glad you liked it. Uh, before we start, because this is an audio medium, I'm wondering if y'all can just sound off with your names and what you do in the band, just so our listeners can dis- uh, can tell who is speaking. Uh, I'm Kara. I play drums and sing in Valley. I am Rob. I play guitar and sing in Valley. I'm Mickey, and I play guitar slash keyboard in Valley. I'm Alex, and I play bass and make funny voices in the band Valley. <laughs> Everyone needs someone with funny voices in their band. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always. a staple. It's, it is a it's staple. typically the bass player. <laughs> Well, I want to start by saying that uh, my partner and I caught your performance at Bottle Rock Napa Valley this year, and afterwards I knew that we had to get you on the show. So you actually handed me a little note uh, saying to say hi, and that she also loved seeing you at Bottle Rock. Uh, amazing live energy, just stellar. And you're on tour right now, correct? We are yeah, on tour right now. Thank you also. Whereabouts are you zooming in from? We are parked in a parking lot uh, just outside Chicago. We actually spent the day in Chicago and it was rainy and kind of gross. So we're hoping tomorrow, uh, you know, we have a show at the House of Blues. So hopefully tomorrow makes up for the 
the rainy weather. But yeah, we're literally just in our bus uh, in a parking lot outside a massive um, American outlet mall. So mm. it's not much more America than outlet malls, but uh, we see a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come to the San Fernando Valley. We got plenty of those. Yeah, we need we need to talk about. So we have when we say the valley here, we have a particular valley in mind. I think we need to get to the bottom. What your what valley you're referring to with your with your name? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's from the land before time, right? The land, exactly. <laughs> big, that is exactly it. it. Got it. That's the tell. best answer. I could tell. That is kind of the best <laughs> answer ever. I kind of just want to leave that answer. I was gonna say inter- let's on the internet. Let's leave it at that. It's canon. <laughs> Pedro, always changing the story here. But anyway, there is so much to do, so much to talk about, so much to drink. But first, we need to catch up a little. What has everyone been listening to lately? Oh, my gosh. So many. I will say... Whenever uh, someone asks me this question, it's always like, oh, got to pull up Spotify. Well, I can kick us off while you guys guys pull that up and such. I saw a goth babe last night at the Fonda. Nice. I love that that venue, too. Oh, that was he. Yeah, he was fantastic. And um, and yeah, line around the around the block to get in sold out show. Was very, very proud. Very stoked for him. Message to the sound people would have liked to have heard more synths. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> the Fonda's had a bumpy. <laughs> the synth gods have, have awoken. Ryan has <laughs> Ryan has notes tonight. Always throwing That's us right. under the bus. Sound movie. people. The latest Van Camino record has just been crazy. I mean, it's it's always a treat when your friends happen to make just amazing music. So their debut has just been incredible. And just watching them grow from the band that even we knew when we were touring with them, you know, they were they're already on the come up. But I don't think anyone predicted how how crazy of a year they would have. And I think that's just a testament to like their songwriting. It's just so good. But I would say their debut has been on repeat for me. Um, just like straight up great songwriting. Um, every song is like a single to me. Like it, they're just so good. It's and so- the new Coldplay album. I love the new Coldplay album and Coin. I've been listening to a bunch of Coin. I find mm. like when we tour with an artist, we get obsessed with their music even more. So like now I go oh, to bed yeah. in my bunk and like listen to Coin songs because I like watch them build their show every night and like. I don't know. There's like a whole other connection you have to the music once you get to know people. Uh, mm. I feel like even just like having a few meaningful conversations with the guys the past two days, because we're just at the beginning of tour, makes you appreciate their music so much more because you kind of know you've looked behind the curtain of the people that like actually make it. Um, it's not just like your internet perception of them. And usually that makes you grow like a lot fonder of the artist even more. So. It's been really nice to, to to listen to their stuff and have like that human perspective of who they are behind it. It's been like a whole new layer of love for me. That's great. It can be the opposite effect sometimes, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Don't meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I was listening to Everybody Dies on the way home uh, just now from the band Camino's new album. It's it's so great. So good. Mm-hmm. That is honestly one of the the best like i've been waiting for someone to write a a yolo type concept song that's not corny and and they did it perfectly like Mm -hmm. i i've they really filled that space that was missing we needed a song that's just like everybody dies anyway yolo just do what you got to do but 
yeah, that song is just an anthem. It's so One Direction too, like in the best way, like the ooze and that post, and it's just such a like driving beat. I love that song. So good. Good stuff. Um, there's this like there's this like mini EP within uh, Casey Musgraves' new record that I can't stop listening to. It's like I call it a mini EP. It's not obviously like purposefully a mini EP, but it's like I like to think of it as that because it's my favorite songs. It's, it's Breadwinner, Camera Roll, Easier Said, and Hookup Scene. Like those four songs in a row are just like some of the best, just like alternative pop country songs I've like ever heard. And I didn't think she was going to be able to make music that lives up to uh, her last record. Cause it's like literally my, one of my favorite records of all time. And as soon as I clicked on breadwinner, I was like, Oh my God, she did it. And then the next song played, I was like, Oh, she did it. And then the next song and the next song, it's like, she's just so, she's so great. So I've really been like loving that. It's also like, her music is just a uh, music for all moods. You know what I mean? Like I can be in any mood and listen. Um, also, I really, I've been listening to Selfish by Madison Beer a lot lately. And, um, and then like, again, all of our friends like Elio and the Accents and Baby Girl, all incredible artists. Um, and I just kind of always have their music on repeat because we all send, um, I mean, there's more but just to name a few, we always like, you know, are sending demos around and stuff. So being able to kind of hear what they're working on always inspires us as well. So that's kind of my, my slice of what I've been listening to recently. Nice. I think Kara's next. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nikki and Rob kind of said a lot of my, like a lot of the music that I've been listening to, but um, I really like Montero. I I think it's a really Oh my God. Yeah. Well put together record. It's just so, so good. good. And like Lil Nas X is just, has just like risen to like icon, like icon status. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I think that's just like really nice to see. Yeah, definitely. We talked about that one a couple episodes ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a century club about it. I love him. I just adore him. He's actually effortlessly cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he true. really is. He really is. Is anyone going to be, is anyone going to do a Lil Nas X costume with like a pink uh, doctor scrub? Honestly, I know lit. what I'm wearing for Halloween. That'd, <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd be so down. Thank you for giving me my Halloween costume. <laughs> Who hasn't gone? Have we heard from Pedro? I don't think. Any... Has Alex gone? Ha- Alex hasn't gone. Alex. We got to hear what Alex has on. That's okay. Mine's mine's pretty short. I mean, mine's a lot of uh, a lot of what Mike and Kara and Rafael said. I mean. Um, I don't know if anybody said the new Coldplay record, but definitely been listening to that. That one's kind of a cool blend between some of the more recent stuff they've been doing and something like along the lines of like Milo Exilado. Like I'd say like the trilogy of Coldplay records, which is like Viva, Milo, and A Head Full of Dreams. Like it's kind of uh, along those lines too, which is so fun. We're all pretty, well, Rob and I are, are really big Coldplay fans. Mike says he likes the hits. And I think Kara likes Coldplay as a whole. You know, um, they're just they're just something else. They're just something real special. Um, but so yeah, definitely that new record. Um, of course, the new Camino record. Um, and actually, so right before uh, we jumped on to uh, to do this with y'all, I walked into a dispensary and I heard this really cool song 
uh, playing, so I looked it up. It's this uh, artist called Paige, just Paige, and this really cool song called Cold Blooded caught my ear. Very hooky. Mm-hmm. Um, Sick. She's from New Zealand, I think. Yeah, so cool. Um, look her up. Oh, another iconic uh, Kiwi. <laughs> So you were you were shazamming in the dispensary, huh? Or sound hounding? Dispensary. That's great. I've so much discovery that way, truly. You mentioned Target. Target has like a surprisingly good playlist. I've heard like Temples, The Walkmen. Yeah, no. We've we've been played in such random places like um the gap plays us bath and body works um michael's craft stores like <laughs> oh, oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> the moms of america are just like thriving with valley in their playlist joanne <laughs> yeah. is like all the karen, karen just rolls in asking for some like glitter glue and just, just jamming to valley um, it's for all the people <laughs> For all the people cruising at Joanne's Fabrics. Uh, (laughs) Look, if you want to know why the three of us are laughing so hard, go and listen to the episode we recorded and released last week to hear all about Joanne's and Michael's and what goes on there. (laughs) The dark underworld of Joanne's and Michael's. Tunes and Tumblr's After Dark. Honestly, that is... I love it. I'm going to listen to that because there's a lot... There's a lot of... There's a lot of layers to peel back on that one (laughs) because Joanne's and Michael's, like, on the facade is one thing, but like once you like immerse yourself in the culture of Joanne's, we actually have something called Fabricland um, in Canada, which is the same as Joanne's, but like. But there's rides. Same kind of, <laughs> yeah, same, yeah, <laughs> there's rides. Same kind of breed, um, you know, it's a, it's a very interesting culture as one, one might use that word, but yeah. <laughs> The deep and dark mm. underworld of Joanne's and Michael's. Mm-hmm. What happens when you get under the yarn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my, my god. god! I wonder how much of this Drew is going to end up cutting. <laughs> uh, you better not cut. You better not cut any of it. You better not cut a thing. That is that censorship because I think that people need to know what actually goes on at Joanne's and Michael's. If, if he wants his massive bag of candy corn this year, he's not going to cut shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so I think Pedro and I still need to go. I'll go next. So oh, yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. So what have I been listening to lately? I have been listening to a pop punk trio from Houston called Water Parks. Water Okay, so many fans message me saying I look like the guy from Water Parks. Is does he dye his hair? Yeah, he has he has pink hair right now. Okay, yeah, every time, I go on Twitter at least once a day, and someone's like, oh, did you look like this person? Actually, even my hairstylist tells me that. But supposedly I look like the dude from Water Parks. Anyways, that's been on my mind, because I literally got tagged in a tweet today being like, are you this person from Water Parks? I've never listened to them, but please go on, because I need to listen to them. It's probably how Anthony found them. He thought it was you. (laughs) I was doing my research, and I'm like, oh, is this the same guy? Nah. (laughs) All right, give me me your top Water Parks ones. I'm going to download them. Okay, so um, first of all, there's a lot of diversity in their sound. There's pop, there's electronic rock, emo, synth pop. Um, They have elements of hip-hop, jazz, industrial, emo rap, hyper-pop. It's just all over the place. And if you were to ask them, they cite Blink-182, Kanye West, The Beach Boys, Tyler the Creator, and Chance the Rapper as all as influences. That is literally the best thing ever. What? (laughs) Yeah, well, they, they play like 
pop punk songs. They play like some lighter pop songs. But one thing that's consistent is that their lead singer um, uses vocal modulation and fast vocals that kind of evoke like a hip hop cadence. And I love so cool. I've brought them up on the show before. Uh, my favorite song by them is called I Miss Having Sex, But At Least I Don't Want to Die Anymore, which is... No, an songs, enti- Anthony, songs, not just what you're feeling. <laughs> that literally means I'm on antidepressants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like, that's literally the definition of being on antidepressants. <laughs> you know, it that's works. <laughs> Here's this pill that uh, makes you not want to have sex anymore. Um, you're welcome. Anyway, (laughs) so that song is great, and their new record I love a lot. It's called Greatest Hits, which is pretty tongue-in-cheek, but I really like the song Numb from it. It's just very fast, straightforward, pop-punk emo, a lot of fun. Linkin Park cover? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, very different. Shorter song. Um, It's a shame. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, Water Parks is great. Go listen to them. Pedro, round us out. He's uh, going to download do- it from the iTunes store. Right <laughs> from Rhapsody. Go buy it from Rhapsody. Did I say download? Oh my gosh. Why do I feel old? I mean, add to my Spotify. <laughs> You're going to go to your pure, your pure volume account. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pure volume. Whoa. The throwbacks in this episode. Um, I'll be super, super quick. I've been listening to Baby No Money's album, Eat Your Veggies, a lot. Um, and he's this sort of... He's this Canadian rapper um, who also like sort of dips into like singing and does his own songwriting and stuff. And the way I could describe it, it's all very, it's all very like boppy tunes. And this guy is like very serious about not taking things too seriously. Everything's just kind of fun and like hip hoppy and just like kind of a good time. So when I'm sort of going around the apartment trying to get stuff done and like setting things up for whatever I have to do, like I, I like having it on in the background just to sort of keep the energy going. And uh, yeah, it's just sort of, uh, love edamame fucking banger that's the one that he did with rich brian right oh man he's playing toronto on december 12th we're from toronto so i want to go see him i think Talk he's playing out. with danforth on december 12th I'm gonna go no see that <laughs> he also did a song with rebecca black called yoga that's like really good it's got oh, sort of like yeah. a disco it's got like a disco beat to it i love it it's very hooky fully back eh she's mm-hmm. <laughs> She came back in style. She just woke up. Our friends, like, um, it's unbelievable. She decided, I'm back. <laughs> just letting you all know. Mika's producing her all her stuff. Oh man, oh, so shit, cool. cool. She's happy and healthy. Like she came back fully prepared to just take yeah. over. Like her, she's awesome. I respect her so much. Coming back from like the most like like basically a bullying campaign, but like of just like being a kid and being squashed like that like i have so much respect for her for coming back as being like i'm gonna be an like an artist and just like rock this and like people love her she's doing like dj sets and like just so much cool shit she's doing all of it and they and they made a great video for the song too um she's she's dressed as like a man and he's like in full drag and it's really just it's a lot of fun he's so, so yeah check that out he's so much fun i love edamame Before we move on, here's a quick reminder that every song or artist we mention on the show today can be found on the accompanying playlist in the episode notes. So this is already a pretty big playlist that we got going on. (laughs) So just everyone be very careful that we don't mention Coldplay's entire discography on the show. Oops, wait. (laughs) (laughs) The only one you're getting is Beautiful World. That's the only one you're getting. (laughs) 
It's the only Coldplay song I love. All right, let's move into the bar, y'all. ID's out. Did you bring anything to show the bouncer? Yeah, so I uh, I brought my Sims card. What Sims card? Yeah, my my Sims ID. <laughs> Okay. Like, does this count? Can I get in with this? Uh, uh, we've we've seen people get in with even less official things than that. So wait, is it like from the game The Sims? Like an ID card? They have that printed out? Like you can get those? I'm actually not too sure. That's a Kara question. <laughs> it's on the black market. It's totally forfeit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm the I guess I'm the Sims connoisseur here. Uh, Mickey's the first thing that came to my mind. I okay. I brought I brought my baby photo because I actually looked like a forty year old man in my baby <laughs> photo because I had a big head and I had wrinkles and I was bald. So <laughs> it always works. I ne- I never get questioned. Did you Benjamin Button? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You could say that. Wow, these are very regressive uh, IDs so far. Very nineties. True. What else? What else we got? Um, I have. I'm sitting in my bunk right now, but I have my. I brought my journal, which is actually very valuable, and I could persuade someone to get in with this because it has my 40 year plan in here, all written out um, in my escape plan and all my <laughs> song ideas and my. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of goods in here. Honestly, I have a reward in it too if I lose it. So, um, oh hell yeah, I th- I think this one has a yeah a hundred dollar reward. Actually, it's not that big. Can it Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars or? Uh, I mean, depending. Yeah, wherever you're living. <laughs> Speaking of reward for journal, um, in 2018. My journal was stolen in my backpack, and six months later, some random guy emailed me because my email, it was actually my tour journal that I had been keeping for like four or five years, and this like random guy emailed me and was like, hey, uh, are you Kara? Like, I have your journal. Took a photo of it, and I was like, wait, that's my journal. Like, <laughs> I, one, I hope you didn't read it. <laughs> Two, like, how the heck did you find it? Do you, do you, uh, like if you're holding a a journal hostage, do you just like send pages in a box until they give you the money? (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to start ripping, I'm going to start ripping out pages and put them in the fire if you don't send me my money. That's incredible. (laughs) It's like a severed body part. (laughs) That's a horror movie. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into the damn bar. Yeah, we, we need Alex's ID. All right. My ID, uh, I brought a special ID for the bouncer. I brought um, the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer for the bouncer. Wait, is it out? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just brought it because I have a copy of it. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. We're going to drop that shit for listeners. <laughs> the FBI has now entered the podcast. Kevin Feige's coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a text being like, too far. <laughs> Stay right where you are. Stay right in your bunk. <laughs> They're going to find me. <laughs> it's okay. Just hand it off to the bouncer. They'll take him. We'll get a new one. We've done it before. Exactly. Well, looks like those all did the trick. Welcome, Valley, to the Tunes and Tumblers bar. 
It's still only a virtual bar since cases of COVID are surprise, surprise, rising again in Los Angeles. And at this rate, we might as well sell the physical bar to Spirit Halloween. We're doing Uh, great. We're doing great. (laughs) But in the meantime, we actually do have the best mixologist on the planet in the chat here to entice us with what we've been missing. Ryan, can you give Pedro a little inspiration? What are we listening to today? Uh, I'd be happy to. We're listening to Last Birthday, the brand new album from Valley out now on Capitol Records, Universal Music Canada. Amazing. And you know what? First of all, this is such a fun record. It's pop with a capital P. These are songs that can be played over and over on a loop and they stay stuck in your head for days afterward. I think personally, for me, it's a masterclass in the art of the hook. Plus, it's so bright and shimmering and optimistic, something that I think we desperately need right now. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Pedro, what drink do we have for this album? So as you were saying, like it's it's a very poppy album. It's so it's so bright and shiny. And yeah, it 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 sort of took me back to I don't know, it made me feel young again listening to it. Um there was a lot of just youthfulness and whimsy in it, and I really loved that. Um also just like little references to like the nineties and stuff. I, I I just I, I loved the lyrics. I they were very um it painted a picture for me every time I was listening to it, and I really enjoyed that. So for this drink i sort of wanted to reach back into like my childhood what would i have been drinking in my childhood that's alcoholic um and i also wanted to sort of use something from the 90s so the idea was uh m using some md 2020 have you guys ever had that no it sounds awesome though so it's packed with liquor very strong and also like just loads of sugar and they're like they're brightly colored there's like there's like a few different flavors and you can kind of pick whichever one you want um I don't know, and then and then and there was a lyric. There's a lyric in one of your songs about you, I can't, you can't get lemonade, and so I thought that would be sort of fun to throw into this as well. So I started with those two ingredients, and it just started started turning into this. I don't know, kind of inspired by like Long Island iced teas. So I just wanted this drink to be like strong and have like a lot of sugar in it to sort of pep you up, um, and just like good energy. So uh, along with the MD and the lemonade, and throwing in some tequila because it's a fun party liquor. And uh, just some Coca-Cola on top of it to give it sort of that iced tea color. But this is purely for you guys. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the drink. It's it's actually a lot smoother than it sounds. It's got a lot of sugar in it, but it's it's very drinkable. I'm calling it a cure. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Dude, that like is so part. good. <laughs> that was I want to make that drink up. It's I so just funny. I have that cure. <laughs> we're about to uh we're about to announce like a set of like a headline show in our hometown like toronto and i think we should serve that as a custom drink at the bar Ooh, make it happen whoa. also the md 2020 it used to only, it used to only come in bottles now they sell it in like cans so it's like you can get even more of it in like one pack so okay so. that is really well done holy so i mean it looks it looks like a long island iced tea but it is not Kara, what did you call it? You said a, like a glorified four loco or something. What did, you, what did you call it? Or like a glorified like pombe. That's I'm getting those kinds of vibes. Tequila, yeah. so skirt, skirt. Exactly. Yeah, like MD twenty twenty is like. Ugh. This sounds like a drug. <laughs> this sounds like it's it's made at meth labs in in Seattle. Page. Uh- Honestly, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you could only make it like underground, you know, like it has to be underneath <laughs> like something. <laughs> it is like it is like a great cheap drunk. And yeah, it sounds like the tour of like like it sounds like a Megadeth tour 
from 1992. <laughs> MT 2020. <laughs> well, I love it, Pedro. And as always, that's literally all I can say while sipping my <laughs> Topo Chico. TNT fans, please go into the episode description and find my change.org petition to have Pedro send me the ingredients every week. <laughs> and if we get enough signatures, maybe Joe Biden will force him to do that. So, yes. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 So, let's talk about Last Birthday. And I don't think we can talk about it without mentioning your quarantine EP, Sucks to See You Doing Better. And so, let's rewind a little bit. First of all, that name of the EP is so evocative. Can you tell us a little bit how you landed on that? So we, we originally went to LA in 2019, uh, right after our tour with Camino, and we wrote a bunch of songs that ended up being on an EP called Sucks to See You Doing Better. But in that same kind of trip, we also wrote um, a song called Last Birthday with this amazing artist called Ash. Um, she's incredible so we wrote we wrote a song called last birthday with her and very quickly we realized it was like one of our favorite songs we've ever written if not our favorite and we kind of had that it in dropbox for so long and just kept kind of figuring out like when was the time to drop it and we just wanted we were kind of being patient with it because we knew it was really special and we wanted to kind of like you know take our time and anyways, so we kept writing and then a pandemic happened and we ended up dropping Sucks to See You Doing Better as like its own kind of EP with, you know, those songs particularly relating to comparison and heartbreak and uh, like kind of mental health. And then Last Birthday kind of crept up again and we were like, this song is so special. It needs to come out. And we ended up writing a bunch of other new music and that kind of complemented that title Um and yeah, ended up calling it Last Birthday. Last Birthday, the title is very special to us. The actual song, which is coming out next year, um, is all about kind of like un- unconditional love and like being there for somebody or something, no matter what, like till, till death. And um, it's very much kind of like the imagery behind it is like this movie called Thelma and Louise that we discovered while writing mm-hmm. the CP. And that movie really kind of defines the idea of like friendship and like, you know, I'll be with you till like, no matter what, even if it means, you know, how that movie ends, I don't want to spoil it, but it's, it's really, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where it comes from. And just the title, like last birthday is almost like, I always say there's like two rooms with a piece of glass separating the rooms and like sucks to see you doing better is like this person that's just like frustrated with, you know, comparing themselves to other people and, and just kind of going through a breakup and dealing with their own mental health issues. And the other room is like kind of that person looking back on that and they kind of complement each other that way. Last birthday is a lot more, I think positive in a way, and it's more reflective on the past, but just in a, positive way versus sucks to see doing better it was very much a darker reflection so yeah i'm really happy with the title the title i think people will even realize how much more um it's rooted in our band once they hear the actual title track um when it comes up with all the deluxe stuff next year but yeah we're just really proud of proud of body of work it's uh last birthday just felt like the perfect title it's mm-hmm. always been something that has you know just stayed in our journals and in our heads for for two years now so it just felt right all signs pointed to that title i like that it could mean your last birthday like your previous one or your last one ever exactly oh yeah i never double double meaning (laughs) 
<laughs> you made Kara sad, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, like, wait, that's my wait, job. Wait. I'm supposed to be making people feel sad on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never, I never thought of it as like the the birthday that you just had. Oh, but I guess that's like a happy spin. I always mm-hmm. just thought of it as like being till like because I think when we were writing that song, like we literally had this moment. Well, actually two of our friends in this band called baby girl i remember them telling us one time they're like there there will be a time where like there's gonna be a song that you hear and it's the last song that you'll ever hear and i'm like what like that's crazy and then you start thinking about like there will be lasts of everything you know what i mean it's just like it's obviously like duh it's like yeah that's what dying is but like at the same time it's like you don't think of it and when you start to think about it it's pretty morbid like it's pretty depressing but also at the same time i think grabbing like one of those scenarios and being like there's also going to be a lot of positives too like there will be people that were there for your first and will be there for your last and i think those people are really special you know mm-hmm. that reminds me of like the saddest meme i've still seen to date in my life and it's like i don't know if you guys have seen it but it's that meme where like it's not even a meme it's just i guess it was on a sad meme account because i follow those but it's it's like it's just says like there was a time where you, like it was the last time that you went out and like played with your friends outside and like you don't even remember that like you there was just a time where like you didn't go out again with your friends and like you didn't leave your bike on their grass and like it just made me feel so sad because like you, there was a time there was that one last time you like went out and played and you will never remember when or why but it just like stopped mm-hmm. it's just yeah Last that birthday even, always makes me think of that because it's that shit's that's some sad shit for me. That is exactly what I was just thinking about. Like that that's even sadder. It's like the stuff that didn't necessarily have to be the last. Like you're not dying. It's just something like it just ends. Wow. Mm. I saw like, what was the last college party where somebody broke a beer pong table, you know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. It's like yeah. different yeah. eras of we can like go of that, and fun. Of that though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never did that because I didn't really go to a traditional university or college, unfortunately. I never got the college life. Actually, none of us really did. Um, but no. I feel like in saying that Mm-mm. there's like different eras of that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a meme that was very similar to that, and I thought you were gonna say the exact one, Rob, which is there was a a time that your parents put you down for the last time. And I think that one really hit me. Whoa. That's, that's crazy. Oh. My my parents still hold me all the time. <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't know what you <laughs> Your dad just lifts you over his head all the time. I will, I will fucking die first before that before that stops happening. <laughs> So let's get back to the music before we go down the existential rabbit hole. Um, so you said that the timeline between uh, Sucks to See You Doing Better and Last Birthday was a bit of a murky one, but was there a little bit of a working through between one to the other? Or was this just things that you were going through simultaneously that you ended up separating? I think both. There was nothing I- like specific, but yeah. I think the through line for a lot of it was just kind of like, snapshots of our life and like not overthinking them as being like not trying to find a correlation between each moment in our life which like 
our first record maybe was very much like that because like it was we had our whole life to write that first record right like Mm. it was our first record um and there was so much like concept behind it because there was so much to like pull off of but for these records it was kind of more like snapshots and like we learned pretty quickly that like life just kind of like happens and like there's not a lot of the time it's going to be a rhyme or a reason for it and like if it gives you comfort like sure you can find a reason for certain things happening but I think what we were sort of experiencing at the time was like these are just moments and they pass you know and you feel one way and then you feel another way and it might not be the same and it could be contradictory of something else you were feeling but I think it's important to just like, it's, it's just more of like journal entries. You know what I mean? Like there doesn't have to be a rhyme or reason to it. And I think, although like there's going to be certain through lines and stuff like, um, of just like movies we like, or general concepts and stuff that we've written multiple songs about. I think just in general, the through line was almost like, don't overthink it. Don't try to like make it all correlate and tie it up neatly with a bow. Like I think, life kind of just happens in every way, shape and form. And like, we just wanted to stoically um, like record and like timestamp those things. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting Mm -hmm. because I, I also keep a journal and I like to go back to some of my old journals from maybe like three years ago and just pull up a random entry and be like, Oh, what was he going through then? Or even kind of like marveling, like, Oh, I've, come so far since then do you ever have moments like that looking back over your stuff always yeah i actually just today like looking through my journal i wrote down i was having a conversation with this like director in la once uh at like our manager's place and he once told me like you can either be the vogue reader or the vogue maker and i just found it in my journal scribbled and like it just hit me hard today and like what carol was just saying like I think uh, a big thing we struggle with is like overthinking as a band. And I think that quote just hits me really hard because it's like the Vogue makers don't think about anything but what they're doing in the moment. And that's why they're Vogue makers. Like they, they break all trends and kind of stick to their own arrow. And I don't know. I just read that today and it hit me really hard. You can either be their Vogue reader or the Vogue maker. So I think every day, yeah, we're, and with our music too, I think we're like um, always kind of like, we, we try to be more reflective than, than, over, than overthinking. I think that's the main challenge right now is, is there's just so much to, to think about and consume and compare. And I think that's something that like will never stop. It's just kind of, it's the tug of war. Um, but like you were saying, those kind of reflections and like, and things like that and like reflecting on the past is I think super important to the creative process too. You need to like take an elevator back uh, to like, you know, consume that stuff because it does help you change and move forward and stuff so super important to the process and part about that question that i actually like but have been thinking about that is kind of like interesting to me is like um there's this like theory called impact bias and i was i was like just remembering because it's in this book that i read like years ago and i was giving the book to a friend and i was skimming through it and i saw this theory again it's like just like basically the concept that like, let's say a friend of yours has cancer, then you being healthy would sort of look upon that and be like, wow, like you're so strong. Like, how do you do this? Like, I can't believe that you're getting through this. Like 
you're an amazing person. Well, well, and like, although that's a hundred percent true, like going through something like that is extremely tough. But when you're the person who has cancer or is, is sick and is going through that thing that just seems impossible from the outside, it's like, you kind of are just like, yeah, I guess I just like, I haven't, I'm getting through it. And it's called like impact bias, where it's like things that seem like impossible or like, just like out of like completely out of reach or would be like absolutely the worst thing in the world. Like when you're actually in it, it doesn't even, it doesn't seem like anything. Like it it doesn't seem as hard as like the actual thought of it is. And like, that's just like me trying to explain the, the theory, but like bringing it back to what you said, like I often find that like, well, they're like, Oh, we want to be here as a band. We want to make this type of music. And then you make it and you're like, Oh, okay moving on and then you look back to like a time where you were just like longing to to make a song like cure or something like that where like you just like waited and longed for the day where you could write a song such as that it's just like you look back and you're like okay we did it cool moving on and I find that like there's good and bad to that because on one hand it's like yeah like keep moving forward like keep making new stuff discover more but then on the other hand it's like you really want to enjoy those moments like you don't want to be so like next best thing about it. Right. And like, it's just kind of like, you want to remember what that felt like, but it's so hard because you have that bias because it's happening to you. And I just like find it's, it's so hard to be in the moment when like you're in it and stuff, but it's when you like read back on journal entries and like look back at photos where you you remember and like get little glimpses of those feelings that, the person that you used to be or whatever and like that's when it like kind of hits hard but like i don't know that's that, kind of like something i've been thinking about can i touch on that that's why the climb by miley cyrus is the best song <laughs> ever written like actually um, really first is. off okay. no like actually though because it there will always be another mountain like good way or yeah. bad way like to climb or to get to the top of or whatever like um but it literally is it's about the climb it's about every step of the way and Another thing I've read on that topic is like the power of celebrating the small wins, uh, not even as much as the big wins because the big wins, like if you're not celebrating this every tiny win it took to get to the big win. Right. So for example, like, uh, you know, if we want to sell out, if one day we want to sell out a 10,000 cap venue, the amount of small wins and successes that we're going to need from now, from point A to point B, there's so many of them. And if you're not celebrating all of those small wins, when you get to that big win of we sold this 10,000 cap venue, like you're, you're going to feel kind of empty. You know, you're going to be like, wait, this is, this is how I thought I would feel so much more amazing. You know what I mean? It's like kind of the other side of what you're saying um, there, Kara. And like, yeah, just like to piggyback off that, like celebrating the small wins is so, so important because there's so, so many more of them and they're so they're weekly, you know what I mean? And like, that's, that's the climb right there. It's like your day to day to reach. So moral of the story, the climb will be added to the playlist. the climb is on the playlist it's the top of the playlist (laughs) how do you sell the number one (laughs) i think it's the only song on the playlist just like (laughs) three hour three hour youtube compilation loop (laughs) oh yes it's only going to be the vitamin string quartet version of it i think (laughs) i'm afraid or or the rockabye baby version 
Um, <laughs> That's uh, the t- on hold at your phone carrier version. <laughs> VZW ringtone. How do you guys celebrate as a band? How do you celebrate the small victories as a band? I think just pats on the back and uh, drinks and food and yeah, positive reinforcement. We don't do it non, enough. Non, I, don't, I agree. I don't think we do. We don't do it enough. We need to do. I think we need to do that more. I feel yeah, it feels do. hedonistic on, on a certain level to like celebrate every little thing. But I guess like when I think of like celebration, I feel like oh, we're having a party for this small little thing. No, it's and it a feels small celebration. But, right? It's acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. Acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Like, I think that's gratitude. The word it really is gratitude more than anything. Mm. Gratitude is the operative word there, and I think that this is. A big oversight, especially with Western culture, that we are taught to minimize our own successes and that being there, able to show up for ourselves is somehow selfish. But the truth of the matter is that if you can't be there for yourself and you can't give yourself what you need to be at 100, how can you be there for anybody else? So I think celebrating those small wins, even just for you, just be like, hey, you did it. Grab, a, grab an MD 2020 out of the fridge and make a cure. That's no, I thought we were loving ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Let your hair down at Fabricland. <laughs> <laughs> go cruising in the yarn section at Fabricland. <laughs> yeah. Go buy, go buy yourself three yards of tartan and just wear it around the store. Uh, well, let's yes. not get too crazy. Let's not get too crazy. Is it bad that, like, as a kid growing up, my favorite place to go shopping with my mom was Fabricland? Like, that was the spot I was excited for. It's a magical place. <laughs> Fabric stores are magical when you're a kid. Um, we were talking a little bit just now about kind of letting go and trusting the process and not overthinking. Was there a moment or... A- like that you kind of shifted in your perspective were things more deliberate before like how did that work for you i think they were very conceptual before and i am deliberate but like not necessarily deliberate in the way that like changes anything like you know like you can be spending a lot of time on something but it's not necessarily like the best way to spend your time i think like we just sort of decided like what was important to us and like what's important to our music and like we're like it's not that like small little 30 second note hi-hat that happens for two bars that like we're spending literally three hours on because like that's what we would do and then that three hours we get exhausted and then we like put in like a mediocre snare sound because we're exhausted from doing that hi-hat set you know what I mean like I think we just like learned how to be more intentional you know with stuff and like more just like curating our creative process so that it's more efficient. Mm. I think when you're young, you don't believe in, you don't believe in like, um, not burnout, not that we've, not that we are burnt out or jaded by any means, but I mean, on a lower level, like burnout, like what Kara just explained, like when you're young, you're just so hungry. You think you're going to put, you, you think you're kind of like, like mentally invincible with your energy you know what i mean and then you get like 30 songs deep and you're like oh wait how to come every song is sounding like a little less and less like clean and and like has a little less love to it and then you realize you just kind of refine your process as you go and i think we're getting to a point where yeah what kara said just like intention Mm mm-hmm 
So like the snare sound on society, that feels like. Oh my god! Thank you. Yes. (laughs) That happened pretty quickly, though. It was like one of the first few samples that we like layered. It was like that. That one actually wasn't that crazy. I don't remember. Like. That's a real kit, actually. Yeah, real kit, and then we just layered. We layered. It's both. But that was fast. But that's an well, we example wanted, like, we a, got... a lot of it is live, though. We knew what we wanted. We wanted, like, yeah. a weedus teenage dirtbag kind of snare. Well, that comes down to, like, Jordan as well, uh, drum teching for us. We, we had Jordan drum tech on on uh, all the drums for Maybe, um, Jordan Goche, and, and he just, he we tell him something, and he knows exactly what, uh, I guess, what we're looking for, and he nailed that sound. It was layered slightly, but he got that that shallow snare sound pretty spot on from the beginning hey guys yes uh that's amazing to have someone like that on your team yeah hey nailed it well unfortunately we are coming up to the end of the interview section but i want to do what i always do at the end of the interview and open up a question to the group so we've talked a little bit about unconditional love and there's this quote of yours that i want to read for everyone if i may is it from one of their journals Yes, it's from Kara's journal. <laughs> I bought it reveal. from some... Anthony's had the journal the whole time. <laughs> anecdote, he could, o- he could only afford two pages. So. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony paid the reward and took the journal himself. That's why he never got it. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> he got it on the Silk Road. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the quote from Kara's journal goes, uh, we all have that person in our life that we would pick up at the airport at 4 a.m. without hesitation, that person that could sleep on your couch when times are tough. Maybe you don't have to speak every day or distance keeps you apart, but regardless, they are a constant in your life until your last birthday. So I'm wondering, for each of us, who is that person for you? Wow. 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 We might be a... Damn. Yeah. I mean, firstly, I think it's all four of us for all four of us. There you go. You don't want to make assumptions there. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty deep question. If you if you want to go there, we can. But um, we could also leave it at that answer. I think that's pretty good. Um, I mean, there's two. I would say for different reasons. I mean, of course, my girlfriend, she's amazing and just like keeps me alive um literally and then i think also my my sister is like really important in my life um my parents are like immigrants from europe so um you know they came to canada really young and just like you know 50 bucks in their pocket and just like kind of like you know i was very much raised primarily by by my sister a lot of the time and she was kind of like the the bridge the gap to like, you know, help me figure out kind of a new life in Canada. And my parents, obviously, so much culture shock and, you know, getting to know just a whole new life. So I think, yeah, my sisters like, like, and my girlfriend equally are kind of my, uh, my 4am, 5am, 2am call, kind of, no matter what, um, two wonderful ladies that uh, keep me strong, keep me, keep me healthy. So that'll be mine. Nice. Yeah. Well, voice crack. I'm 14 again. Um, for me, I'd, I'd have to say definitely, um, my girlfriend, uh, Charlotte and my best friend from high school, Josh, he, he doesn't live like close to us anymore, but, um, 
he's still like my best friend. I'm his best man, his wedding. And, um, yeah, just like he basically lived at my house for four years all through high school. Um, and then he moved away, but yeah, definitely could call him at any point. He'd probably drive from middle of Canada to pick me up at the airport at 2 a.m. Yeah. I want to say like my mom and dad and like, although that's a hundred percent true, when I think of like someone that just like is literally just like unconditionally there for me and like has a loyalty and like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I am, what mood I'm in, whatever, like they'll still like, just love me and greet me and like, don't put me on blast. But like my dog, I don't know. I just feel like dogs are just like, like, we must protect dogs. Like they're so, they just like, my dog is so, is literally the most important individual in my life because she's literally just like, she'll unconditionally love those who love her. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And she, and she travels a lot for work. So sometimes she needs rides. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Cosmo. <laughs> I love that. My my little cowgirl. All right. <laughs> Alex. I think um I think my answer is pretty similar to the gang. I mean, like it is the gang. Like I th- I think any of them, if I was you know in in a pickle, they would they would definitely uh, they would show up. I think they would. Um, uh, that and I think my my parents uh they they play a tough game, but I I think they'd do the same. Um, Did you say they play a tough game? Yeah, they, you know, they, they play it tough. I don't know. Like they, uh, my dad doesn't love to show emotion sometimes, but, um, but I think he would show up for me. I know. Oh, he, he must be he... a dad. <laughs> Classic, uh, masculinity inducing father. He must yeah, be no, Italian. He's... <laughs> no, he's, he's great though. Like at the, end of, at the end of the day, like he, he cares so much and, and, and shows his love in, in so many different ways. And, uh, and that is definitely one of those things that I think you would do for me. So that's right. That's beautiful. Uh, shout out to dads showing love in ways we sometimes don't feel here or, uh, <laughs> detect in any way whatsoever, <laughs> but somehow we know, <laughs> but it's, but it's there. It's there. It's somewhere there. Yeah. Maybe at fabric, maybe at fabric. Lynn. Our, so that's, uh, F- that's, that's where I was, I was waiting. <laughs> it's all at fabric. It's all there. <laughs> At the car dealership, this, you know, like, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Is... There's this joke with our front of house where his, the other band that he works with, like, yells at him for not saying I love you because instead of saying I love you, he says rock and roll. So he just goes rock and roll. And when he says goodnight, Such a dad saying, I love thing. you. <laughs> it's like, dad, I love you. Rock and roll, kid. No, I love you. Rock and roll, yeah. kid. I love right you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's great. <laughs> You can go now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Muzzle. And with that, who's ready to transition to the final part of the show? Who's ready for some hashtag mood? Let's do it.
We got to thank Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing hashtag mood theme song. Also, we are learning that I should not produce the show because I have no idea what the heck that I am doing. But hashtag mood is this really fun game that we like to play to test our playlist building skills. What we are going to do is go over to our tunes and tumblers hotline where a fan of the show or a friend of the show or a fan of valley has left us a voice message or a text we are going to listen to that and each of us gets a chance to pick one song to match that i went through a huge inbox after y'all made your call to action today and i had a difficult time narrowing down which one we are going to do but i think i have found one Who's ready to hear it? Us. This one that I have queued up right now is from someone named Casey, who is a fan of Valley. And we are going to have our lovely speech-to-text person, Gail, read it for us. Here we go. I am so, so happy that Valley will be on a podcast. I love podcasts and Valley, so this is a win for everyone involved. I have been feeling authentic lately. It's kind of hard to explain, but for a while now I have felt like I'm just going through the motions of life, work, sleep, eat, come home, grocery, shop, etc. My job is emotionally and physically tolling. I'm a licensed vet tech who works 12-hour shifts, and I just wrapped up in having my identity in my job. The authenticity I have been feeling has surfaced in the past couple of weeks. I have been redecorating my office this week full of thrifted furniture, collectibles, and plants. Also, seeing Valley this past Monday was soul-filling. They are my absolute favorite band and my fiancé is from Toronto so I was pumped to see them. I knew every word to every song and geeked out the entire time and it was celebrating. And now I'm in Utah visiting my younger brother and hiking through national parks. I have just been able to express more of myself lately which feels more authentic than going through life motions. IDK hopefully that makes sense. Thank you so much less than three Casey. That's uh, less than three means heart. If for <laughs> I thought she was like shouting out her like Twitch channel or something like less than three KC get at me subscribe thank Wait, you so that's much a sick song title less than three oh yes oh there you go that's great that's great that's oh my good. god because I love you is three words <gasps> Ooh. we got one we oh, did that. that song too we had that a, was a we had... beautiful I love that I love so, that. This was Casey Musgraves, right? This has come full circle. <laughs> Avi. I didn't know she was a, a vet moonlighting as a vet tech. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Guys, if she worked at Fabricland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. I can't imagine that, but I can't imagine her being a Karen at a Fabricland. <laughs> I honestly, that was so nice to hear, though. Um, authenticity. Wow, that's a great word. Thank you so much for this mood, Casey. I think it's an incredible one. Moving from just going through emotions into finding your authentic self. Who would like to take this first? Don't ever. Oh man, I guess I can go first. I mean, this one might be a little obvious, but to be honest, it's just the first one that came to mind because I don't know. It just automatically, at least I throw it on when I'm feeling great. Um, but I'm gonna go with "Good as Hell" by Lizzo. Ooh, it's yeah. uh it's just a bop and um i think lizzo is just such a good example of of authenticity in the pop sphere and just like to be i mean she's just a queen and i don't know i i saw her open for for Haim years ago and even when she was like not big yet she, like like 
she just like was such a star on stage and just was so confident and put on the best show ever. And then obviously she blew up um, a few months later, but yeah, I throw that song on not only to like the lyrics are just incredible. She's just a star, but also just like, I'm also reminded by listening to her that like she was, has been doing her career for so long and has just really stuck to herself and her, her values and just, she's the queen that she is. So good as hell by Lizzo. Uh, it's a foolproof pop. Right on. Don't disagree. <laughs> did you wait? Did you say you disagree? Wait, who, I said yeah, I who just don't, disagreed. I said I don't disagree. Did it cut oh, me okay. off? Oh. The beginning part cut out. <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, no, no, I don't disagree. <laughs> Anthony disagreed with that, guys. I, That's wow. No, I, I am not coming after the queen. Should have kept it in your journal. Should have <laughs> kept it in your journal. <laughs> Liz, oh no. Oi. <laughs> Drew, help. <laughs> Kara, what you got? My my song for that mood is Happy and Sad by Casey Musgraves because I know that song's kind of about like when you're having the best time of your life. It's like, why do I feel sad? It's like, again, what we were kind of talking about is like, am I allowed to like celebrate this moment? Like literally what Anthony was saying, it's like, a very 2021 feeling where it's like, wait, am I actually like allowed to be just like one emotion and that's happy and that's great. And I think when I think of Casey's story, I think of that, sorry, Casey, who, uh, not Casey Musgraves, other Casey. (laughs) Less, less than three Casey. Yeah. (laughs) Less than three. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think you just like to know what like happiness feels like you need to maybe have those moments of like inauthenticity to know what real real authenticity feels like it's like you can't have day without night nice that's a really good one less mm-hmm. than three casey <laughs> my my song for that mood is probably amazing day by coldplay um yeah it's just like i don't know it just gets me in a in a good place i definitely feel like everything will be okay when I listen to this song, um, it's and it's not necessarily about like being like your your most like authentic self. It's just about like I think it's it's kind of just mostly about um, reassurance and kind of just like at the end of the day, like everything will be all good. Um, and in the in like the most positive way, like nothing matters. You know, um, that's that's kind of what I take away at least from from that song. And it's just a just a really beautiful um, bop that I that I go back to. Um, mine is um, so it's this song called "Fabric" by an artist named Elio, and the lyrics. I just wanted to read because I think the authentic part about this that I think is really sick is she she says her like two best friends' names in it. So basically, this song is about like her feeling like really stuck and like needing literally to get out of the motions, like what you were saying, and like step up your shit and like um just like take a real leap of faith kind of thing and this was right before she was about to drop out of college and like do her music career and then ended up popping off so the lyrics are but steph's already got her her shit sorted and christy's on her way to new york huh wish i wasn't just always so caught in wishing i could be somebody and then it ends with haven't looked you in the eyes since last week. Way too busy crying in the fabric. But not next year. No, 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 not next year. I'm living it up next year. So it's like this song about like, just like being like, nah, fuck this. Like, I got this. I'm going to do it. 
then she dropped out of school and made a music career. So it's like, I just, I remember that moment. And like, I think the authentic part that's so great about it is A, it happened. And B, she's like literally saying like Steph and Christy, who are her two best friends. <laughs> so it's just like a, a really cool thing for that question, I think. This is such an uplifting mood. I love it. I also hope she paid for the fabric at Fabricland that she cried into. <laughs> oh my God. It's called fabric. I'm so dead. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Land. I cannot fucking believe it. We went there. <laughs> like forget, forget about less than, less than three. Like, <laughs> circling back to fabric. Yeah, yeah. If we could just bring that. Our back. subconscious brains are just running now on fabric. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And a lot of, fabric callbacks mm -hmm. i just realized the song we open with on this tour the first verse is it must be weaved in my fabric and i just know i'm gonna burst out laughing <laughs> on stage i'm just gonna turn and start oh my god building. it's time to build that that business partnership let's go mm. fabric land nft let's go <laughs> oh god <laughs> ryan pedro do you want to take it next yeah. Right. Oh, you go for it, Ryan. Yeah. I'm going to pick um, one that to me always feels very feel good and uplifting. It's called I Love the Sound of Breaking Glass by Nick Lowe. And um, it's just a really great mid-tempo. Kind of has a feel of like sound and vision. It's got the sweeping piano on it. It feels so good. And it's basically like it sounds, you know, like negative or like you love destruction, you know, but it's really just sort of big explosive change. And there's a lyric, um, you know, love the sound deep into the night. I love the work on it can do. And uh, it's just, it feels like reinvention to me. It feels very freeing. So I love that one. And that's my pick. My pick is a song called Soy Yo by Bamba Estéreo. They're a Colombian like electro cumbia band. And it's this song, I mean, it's all in Spanish, but it's this song about basically not giving a fuck what other people think embracing like what makes you you and just going about your day and not giving a shit and like even the video it's really funny it's like this little girl and she's just fucking feeling herself and she's she's walking around and people are like looking at her kind of weird because she's dancing down the street she like doesn't give a fuck and she's just all up in everything doing her thing and uh yeah it's a really good song and i think i think it goes with this mood well dodo it's yeah, it's that dodo. It's really catchy. Do, 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 do. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh man, right. should I have chosen Uptown Funk? I don't know. I chose something else. I chose a song by former guest of the pod, Chaz Cardigan. It is my favorite song of his. It's called Haircut, and it is exactly this. It's about him moving on. I guess from a breakup. He's referring to somebody. But he is creating a new hymn. He's moving on. I got a new haircut and switched all my numbers. And the chorus is something that like I kind of just like belt out while like feverishly crying. He says, I'll keep moving. I'll be somebody new. When I see you again, I'll be somebody new. And I think that's just beautiful. Like, yes, loss is tragic, but you can always come out of it the other side. Plus... They say psychologically that if you get a haircut after something bad happens to you, it helps you mentally remove yourself a little bit from that situation. If you've seen Chaz's TikToks, like he is like really on it with his social commentary and his mindfulness and his like uh, pop psychology. He is just go look up Chaz Cardigan. 
He turns all of these things into music. He's just so much fun. Great personality, great guest. I, I thought you were talking about Jazz Cartier. The Cartier. There's like another artist that sounds exactly like that. I think There's he's Canadian. A, my favorite line from that song is that uh, life is a long time not to change. I think it's, is it that? Yes, it's that song. There's, there's a, that is a beautiful sentiment. I love that line. Life is a long time not to change. That shit, that shit hits deep. Oh, this whole mood hit me deep. Thank you so much, minus three, Casey. Or was it less than three, Casey? <laughs> less than three, Casey. Less than three, Casey. Uh, that was beautiful. And listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477. Tell us how you've been coping with the meaninglessness of existence, and we will give you a playlist to dance to and shove all of those thoughts to the back of your mind. And who knows, maybe your favorite artist may get to hear all about it on the air. Well, everyone, this has been a really great interview. One of our longer ones, but we have touched on so much and it was a lot of fun. Thank you for zooming in from your tour bus in a parking lot in Chicago. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, hopefully next time we can uh, maybe do it in person or yes, we'll, we'll, we'll do a round two for sure. Hopefully, we'll, we're, wherever the world ends up being. We'll meet you at Fabricland. <laughs> yeah, maybe at Fabricland. That'd be fun. We'll do a pop-up bar with, with Cure Cocktails at Fabricland. <laughs> but before we close up this bar, does anybody have any lingering thoughts about unconditional love, about Fabricland, about just being your authentic self with somebody that you love? Or anything. What's on your mind? Oh, man. Mm. I like I like so, I like turtles. No, there's honestly perfect end point. I think just I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's a skill yeah, in itself like to it's a skill in itself to love unconditionally. So I think uh, we talk about it like it's easy to do, but it's it's actually quite a skill to develop, uh, like true unconditional love. And mm-hmm. I think yeah, just take it day by day. I mean, there's there's no rule book to to love, and I think that learn to right receive on. it as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I just want people listening to know that, like, we don't have it figured out at all. Um, we're all in therapy as a band, even on this tour. We talk to a therapist once a week and like um, and we need that because that's how we get, you know, that's the funnel for us to just let that kind of garbage out of us so we can get to a point where there's unconditional love. So, yeah, anyone listening, just just take it day by day and use the people around you. No, don't use them, but use the people as a resource around you to, to you know, to get to that place and, and return kind of the love and the, and the care they give you. And yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just a, it's one big board game we're playing until we just disappear. So don't take it too seriously either. Um, but yeah, we uh, we love everyone listening. Thanks for tuning in, and this has been so lovely. You guys have been such great hosts and. Such oh, thank great you questions. guys so much. Just very thoughtful, very nice to, to have a meaningful conversation, um, uh, especially in the middle of a rainy day in Chicago on a bus with eight people. It's nice to like escape for a bit. So. And thank you so much for being here with us. Is there anything you would like to plug before we say goodbye? Yeah, we're Stream on tour right birthday. now. Stream last birthday. Uh, Deluxe <laughs> next year. And we're on tour with Coin across America right now. So if you're anywhere in the West Coast area, uh, we're, we're heading that way uh, after tomorrow in Chicago. And yeah, just, uh, yeah, we, we love you guys. And thank you. Yeah, follow us on any social platform if you want to keep up with us. Uh, and yeah, 
We love it. John, thanks again. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you guys so much. much. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much, y'all. Thank you, guys. Bye, everyone. Love you guys. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go and check out some of Pantheon's great music-based podcasts. There are so many of them, and they're all good. Plus, be sure to follow us on every platform, and please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. Also, if you go into the episode description, scroll all the way to the bottom, you will find a link where you can directly support the pod. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and keeping Drew on the Zoom call so he doesn't bail on us for an evening. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by that lovable Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 cheers.